0: The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, it really helps. Enjoy the show. All right, question. We'd love some tips on door-to-door sales for residential uh, areas that have my ideal clients. I love this question. So, everyone, this is for you. I just like with Marty, I wouldn't encourage you to go door to door sales because it's just a bad use of your time.
1: Well, it wouldn't be me, it'd be my one of my employees.
0: Fine, still bad use. Okay. I would encourage you to create a marketing system that got people to raise their hand and sell to them. It is really hard to all of you guys called us. If I just cold call, like you're like, teach me how to, like, if I just cold call, I'm like, hey, Brigham. I don't think about your business i don't know if you i don't know anything i just know i'm a coach and i got great services and you should hire me that is a tough vibe man you don't know me you don't trust me i don't even know if you want services right like it's yeah. like going to supermarket and asking a girl out i don't know if she's married she might be you know it just i don't even know that that's what she's looking for right but if i you know did some marketing ie i got on some sort of app or dating service at least I know that people are looking for that thing. At least I know that girl's single and looking for a date. So I'm going to spend all of my time there as opposed to, so I would create a door hanger and have your guy hang doors or a telemarketer or uh, any of this stuff, be, local service ads. I would do a, some sort of lead generation service. So people are raising their hands. Like when we say we get two or 300 appointments per month, that's people calling us. We don't do any like calling yeah. them if we did call them it would just be a, like hey if you need help listen to a pod. like here's some free stuff here's a it wouldn't be that we don't do any direct sales for people that we cold call we would yeah. only be like if you're interested call us does that make okay. sense so
1: yeah it does so as far as door hangers just hang them in areas that your ideal clients are at
0: so same thing if um, you're first of all like we talked about earlier i'd love to get your residential commercial um but even if you're not going to fire some portion of it. At least your marketing plan has got, you definitely got to pick. So it's exactly the same thing I told Marty, pick your niche. Um, if it's going to be residential, you'll probably just pick two or three separate neighborhoods. If you go to that marketing plan in your tracker, mm-hmm. um, there's a market, there's a sample residential marketing plan. There's a sample, residential sample commercial, literally just copy that bad boy to your actual delete the things. You're like, I don't feel like doing that. If there's something you want to do that's not in there, add it. And then just open a help ticket. Be like, Hey Mike, how's this look as a marketing plan? and let's do that. But you see how we, we, we don't want to just do random door knocking or even a door hanger. Like if, if we do a door hanger, I want to be like, I'm going to do, you know, I've got this neighborhood, there's 300 perfect prospects there. I'm going to do, I'm going to spend, I'm going to buy a thousand door hangers. Now I'm going to do 300 a month for the next three months or 300 every three weeks or the next nine weeks. Um, it's going to have this offer. That's going to cost me 500 bucks to get them printed and hung. I expect to get, seven leads, two sales. Okay, and on that, I'm going to do local service ads and then telemarketing. So you want to have a marketing plan that you're working towards that's generating leads coming to you. I would never, I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just so hard, especially for yeah. it's like, "Oh, I got a guy that's a tech who's not even a sales guy and I'm going to give him the hardest sales job in the world. Like go knock on doors like a door-to-door salesperson." Those guys, I promise you, the, the guy that's good at door-to-door sales can make a couple hundred grand a year. It is a very rare skill. So just having a tech be like, go knock on Mrs. Johnson's door and sell her my crap. <laughs> You're probably not going to have a lot of luck or success and he's probably going to quit. Okay. And
1: then, okay. So I'll cool. go do that with the door hangers.
0: Um, we'll make your marketing plan first. Yeah, I'll do the
1: marketing plan.
0: For, and even if your marketing yeah. plans like 200 bucks a month on local service ads and 300 bucks a month on door hangers. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like I give you a four or five or six things. Pick the one or two or three you like. It doesn't have to be anything, but because when we go to tracking to see if it's successful, A, I want to make sure I look at your numbers of your projection, projected ad spend and leads. So I can go, yeah, that's reasonable. And you're not like thinking you're gonna spend nine bucks and get a million leads. And then B, when we track it, you're like, oh, I'm succeeding. You're not succeeding. So we want to, for all of you guys, I'm trying to turn you into repeatable, scalable, dependable business owners, not Yeah. Some billboard guy called me and made me, got me all hyped up on billboards. So I gave him money or the Facebook ads guy or the direct mail guy or the, what's it called? Money mailer guy or the fill in the blank guy. There's a guy trying to sell you some crap. We want to, and I shouldn't even say crap. Some stuff that could be good, but I want to teach you in a more regimented way of thinking about marketing within a plan, within a goal. Like with Marty, we kept going, well, what's the goal? How many leads bid sales do we have? Now what's the plan to generate those leads? Because oftentimes marketing, and I'm doing the big air quotes, doesn't work. But what that really means is you got debt, you paid for the data as opposed to a positive return on investment. And We can use that data to tweak the marketing plan and get a positive ROI next time. But most people just knock on doors and go, didn't work. And I'm like, how many doors did you knock? How many conversations did you have? How many offers did you make? What was the offer? How many people said, yeah. And you're like, I don't know any of that stuff. I'm like, so we don't know if it worked. We just, we know you did something and didn't get the result that you want, but that's, that's nothing. Or I did door hangers. They didn't work. What was the door hanger? What was the offer? How many did you hang? How many calls did you get? When did you respond to the call? Like you see, and you're like, Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, I know it's, that's why everyone doesn't have a million dollar business. So you just want to do it right. And there's gotta be an infrastructure of here's the plan. I'm going to track the results we can compare the results of the plan if they did as well or better we can we continue and add another thing that we're testing if it didn't do as, as well or better than we thought we tweak or throw away and we just do it in a very methodical way so might you get lucky and first thing you do which happens for our clients all the time kicks ass and takes names absolutely happens all the time might you need two or three months to really get a plan that works with two or three failures yeah that happens all the time too but the most common thing that happens, especially if you're not getting training, is you do one thing, you deem it not working, although you don't really have any data to back it up. And then you go, that didn't work and quit. And then you give up. So we definitely want to avoid... You're going to buy one of two things with the your ad spend and your time. Positive ROI, great. Negative, meaning I spent 200 bucks and I got $400 in recurring revenue, great. Negative ROI, I spent 200 bucks and I got $100 in recurring revenue, which is still long-term positive. Or data, and the problem is a lot of people don't track the data and they don't know what to do with that data. So when you spend the 200 bucks and you got or 500 or whatever the number is, and you got the data, but you didn't collect the data or you and I don't look at the data together, now you've paid for the data, but you're not really getting any benefit. So I want to make sure in the worst case scenario, at least you get your data and that data can be super valuable. Like if I went to sell my my company, it wouldn't be the revenue and the profit, which is good. It would be, here's the way that we get leads. Here's how we convert them into bids. Here's how we convert bids, bids into sales. That's wildly valuable. People pay a lot for that. So I wanna make sure you guys have that, not just, well, when I need clients, I put out a door hanger. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, not trying to bust I mean, ball, but I just wanna see you do well.
1: Yeah, I had one other quick question. Yeah, about uh, what Axel was saying with the LSAs, I've been noticing that every single call—not every call, but majority, eighty percent—their first question is, "Yeah, what is the price?" I'm calling around, and that—that that is a little red flag for me, like because I'm not the cheapest, and I don't want to be the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they first ask, "Well, what is your price?" I'm—I'm I'm, sometimes they say I'm shopping around, and that's a really red flag. I'm like I'm typically not your uh, your ideal person, but
0: so let me jump in with two things. One local service for everybody and they're getting more expensive. They used to be just crushing it. Now they're just really good. Um, local service ads are super cheap. Oftentimes you'll get leads for five to $25, which is very inexpensive. Um, like Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, paid traffic or Google, you might be paying anywhere from 25 to hundred bucks a lead. Um, The quality on the local service ads isn't as good, but all I care about is ROI. So that's why in that marketing tracker, we want to know exactly how many leads, exactly how many bids, exactly how many sales. And if your leads to bid conversion is low, I got 62 bids or 62 leads and only two bids, start counting why. That's going to be my next question. Why? And if it's like 23 were out of town, like physically I couldn't, like they were in another city, let me know. They were asking for services I didn't offer. Like they wanted dry cleaning and i offer window cleaning like let me know that um but then we'll know how many real leads you got and often what happens is most of us that most of you guys that haven't done marketing before are used to like repeat referral where it's like super easy and everything's a lay down and everything's great and if even if you're like no they call in but where do they call in like it, it's probably from a repeat or referral or your website or some super warm traffic that has a very high conversion rate but the problem is it's not scalable. You can only get so many repeats and referrals in a month, whereas cold traffic is much more scalable, but the quality isn't as good, which doesn't matter, right? Like again, with us, if we take 20 clients this month and we get 300 leads, it's like, well, is a 20 going to make me profitable? Am I going to serve the people I want to serve? If the answer is yes, I don't give a crap if we had, I mean, would I prefer to only have to go through 40 as opposed to 300? Sure. But I'd rather go 300 through 300 and get 20, than go through nine and get six. So, it's okay if you're like, the leads, quote unquote, suck. I don't care about that. All I care about is a positive ROI. So mm-hmm. that's where the data comes in because we can start seeing as a problem from lead to bid, bid to sale. Um, if you're not getting the sale, why? And to me, it's a yellow flag if they, again, don't worry about it if they ask for a price. Just, that's why we give you the protocol of how to handle the call. So if you come yeah. in, like I role played with Axel. I ain't scared if someone asked me the price. I'm going to reframe them. And if they're like most people they're like, they're not going to say this, but emotionally like, thank you. I didn't want to, I don't know how to shop. All I know how to do is ask for price. Cause that's all, that's all I've ever been taught or that's all the experience right. I have. And when you just take charge and be like, Hey, you're not here for price. You're here for a result. And for me to get you that result, I have to get some more information. And obviously if the price, if it's too much, you're not going to buy it. So we have to make sure we get two things, not just the price, but the price and the result. So are you okay? If we talk about the result and then we'll talk about the price. And if they're both a fit, we'll work together. And if one's not a fit, we won't see how it's just so eminently mm. reasonable. Even a guy that's like price, 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 price is going to go, well, that makes sense. That's the job of a salesperson is to really help the guy get a solution as opposed to just try and sell him some shit. Okay. Cool. Is that giving you a help or? Yeah, no, that helped. Real quick, Cleaning Nation. If you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it was a review or post, whatever it is, do that, pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Okay, question. Not always being able to take calls and pricing correctly. I've set up local listings. I haven't set up local listings because I'm not ready to pay for leads because I can barely answer the phone. Important, by the way, with LSAs, when you generate a lead, especially on residential, they're typically not and I uh, they're typically not calling for they're they're looking to scratch that itch now. So totally okay. Uh, I wouldn't pay for leads uh, either until I had that set up. So is that a question or are you just telling me?
2: Yeah, so I guess the main thing would be um, trying to figure out like a good call answering service. I'm already, because I'm not always available by my phone. Like, you know, I work at nine to five right now. Um, I also go to school full time. So, you know, I'm in class and I have my phone ringing and I'm like, oh my goodness, like that could be like a really big client, which has happened several times before where like I'm like in the middle of something and I like just walk away to answer the phone, even though it doesn't look like an important call, but then it happens to be like, you know, a 3000 dollars a month client looking for you know daily cleaning. Two stuff, things. So.
0: One, let's get you a commercial or residential. Two, yeah, just hire an answering service. They're I don't say a dime a but doesn't, but they're pretty easy to find. Usually they're like a buck a minute or something. So even if you have two four hundred minutes of talk, which you won't, it's two, three, four hundred bucks. Um, for residential, speed delete is very important. So if you're not gonna be able to do it, I'd pay somebody to do it or have somebody, a wife or a friend or an employee, hire a salesperson. Commercial, it's not as important. They are not expecting that they're going to sign someone up in the next couple hours. So Mm -hmm. pick which one you're going to be on. For commercial, I'm going to have the answering service answer all the calls. And like I said, I'll just get to it. If it takes a couple hours to get to them, not a big deal. Even next day is not ideal, but not the end of the world. Residential, you got to have a system to, um, I should say you have to to be effective, to not waste a bunch of money in a bunch of leads, you're going to, someone's going to need to talk to them pretty cool, pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. that example I gave of how to handle those calls, there's a training in there that shows how to do that. So as long as someone can do that training, they can just set the calls um, for you and you can kind of give them your schedule when you're available and they can set the in-person time. So you don't actually have to hire a salesperson right off. You just have to give whoever's answering your phone that sales ability. or not Yeah. Sales to ability.
2: be able to, set up like the things on Calendly, right? Like, and then we, we could just send someone out there to go do the walkthrough. Like have a call answering service, take the calls and then, you know, figure out what they're looking to get done and then setting up the the time so, to
0: do a walkthrough, right? But I, I'll just be honest with you. If you can find an answering service that can do that, role, that call that we've been role playing, that would be great. But I would find that yeah. unlikely. Um, they're probably gonna do a bad job with that. I would have someone that I can train that I trust. Uh, you would be ideal, but if you can't do it, they would be next and they can just hot transfer. Them. So don't be like that guy will call you when they're on the phone, transfer them. Um, so I would find a salesperson that maybe just paid per bid that turned into a sale or something. And, you know, maybe it'd only be 500 bucks a month, basically, you know what I'm saying? Like they're only gonna have to be available, you know? Again, first and foremost, start with residential or commercial. Cause if you're gonna be all in residential, then we can set up all these systems. If you're gonna be all in commercial, We don't have to worry about it and trying to do both is not going to serve you.
2: Yeah. I would say to move away from residential, but I mean, I would want to find more commercial clients, but like some residentials that I found, you know, they're like several thousand dollars for one time, which is good for like a little bonus boost, but like I'm looking mainly for like the- I can assure you
0: after, yeah, it's not, it'll long-term, again, you're paying for my experience. I'm telling you, it is, it, it, It's like drugs, right? If you have a problem, drugs will make you feel better now, but then the drugs are over and you've got all the same problems you had before, but now you're addicted to drugs. So the same thing with one-time boost, it's, it can give you some cash, but then who's running your business when you're fooling around managing all these, you know, one-time jobs. And also there's a lot of risk involved, right? Because you do a bid and you think you know how long it's going to take. And sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's just the cost, just like I was talking about earlier of the cost of having a client, when you do a one-time job, the lifetime value of that client is just so low. And yeah, you know, compared to it just and if you look at the market, it'll tell you that there's a reason software companies trade for seven X value because they've got, or subscription-based clients, companies trade for seven times earnings and, service based businesses with no contracts that are one time trade for one or two times earnings like the market gotcha. knows like i can't tell you how much it's just so hard to scale and it's only, i've never seen a million dollar company that i can recall i've been doing this for a long time so it's possible i've seen it i don't recall a single million dollar company uh that was doing any, millions any normal amount of any measurable amount of uh one time cleans and certainly if I so, did they were not making any money and they were working 60 hours a week.
2: So for the call answering service, uh for commercial, you would recommend trying to not hire an individual and train them, but no, would you
0: definitely for any for residential or commercial, hire a service because the problem with the individual is he's not gonna be available twenty four seven. Like yeah, exactly. It's just not, and then if, if he quits, you're just screwed. But if you hire a service, they got 23 people sitting in a room, all available 24 seven. If one guy quits, it just it's it's all their problem. So no, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I always want a service because if you hire a guy, it's just it's too much of a choke. There's a single point of failure. I don't like if you hire a service. The likelihood that service is going to fire you or go out of business is very low.
2: And then, so I would just give them like the sales script that you kind of talk about to where.
0: Well, again, you're... I'm I'm not going to have them do the sales script. I'm just going to, especially on commercial, just have them get you the call. Um, And if you're like, oh, I can't, you just text you the message or however they get you your message. And then you can just pick it up in two or three hours whenever you're available. Cause again, commercial is not, speed delete isn't as important on commercial. It's crucial for residential. For commercial, you don't have to worry about as much. Gotcha. So
2: have them give me the information and then I follow up with the call to set up the, you know, the 20, 30 minutes, right? Un- uninterrupted and stuff like
0: that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You should do okay. that call until you get good at it. And then you can pay a salesperson to do that. Well, no, gotcha. the sorry. When you're commercial, you're going to probably, you're going to want to generally be going on all your old, all your own bids. Cause again, if your average bids 30 grand a year and they stay three years, that's a hundred thousand dollar sale. You know, you, I, I got an hour to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it great job.